Welcome back to Split Decision. This week on episode 15, we're going to recap UFC Vegas 79. Then we'll jump into our top five SEC things. And with no fights this weekend, we're going to go ahead and give you a ranked college football preview and our favorite NFL games, just for all the football fans out there. And as always, we'll finish things up with a Q&A with an N. But first, don't forget to go to splitdecisionpod.com where you'll find our recent episodes, merch, picks, and more. And for an added bonus, use code SPLIT35 for 35% off your order. Again, that is splitdecisionpod.com. All right, let's go. All right, so now let's take a look back at the card from this past week in UFC Vegas 79, main event Fizev Gamrot. This main event kind of ended the way nobody wants a fight to end with an injury from uh, Fizev. How'd you see this fight going before the injury? Honestly, I, on this one, I thought Fizev was going to win uh, late, you know, middle to late round TKOs, third, fourth round TKO was what, what I was hoping for. Um, yeah, he was the slight uh, favorite coming into the uh, to the fight. And honestly, in the first round, he held that that kind of advantage. You know, yeah, it was a competitive first round, but it was you would say uh, I would say I think you would say too it, it favored Fizev slightly ten nine. Right, I, that could also you know favor the drinks sometimes. But I think personally, he had uh, you know more significant strikes or more powerful significant strikes. So honestly, I, I agree with you know, the preliminary scorecards, as you yeah, would say. and 10-9. at the end of the day, what does it matter? No, because in the second round, Gam- I mean, honestly, Gamrot did come out in the second round a bit more aggressive, you know, trying to, you know, do his work. Um, yeah, by no means was he, like, you would say, lo- even losing the fight. It was just a slight advantage for Fizev at right. this point. And Gam- Gamrot's smart doing that. He doesn't want to go too down too early. You know, it's a, it's a five-round fight. You don't want to be in the fourth round being down two, you know, having to win both or knock out just to, you know, have a chance. So smart game plan by him trying to come out strong early. And then Fiziev, you know, threw a kick, kneel the knee, not the kneel, the knee buckled, turned awkwardly. He fell to the ground and they stopped the fight. Gamrot TKO via knee injury. Yeah, and I think today that he confirmed uh Fiziev that it's a uh, ACL tear. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Good timetable and in, in uh, football, that's a you know six season ending. Right, it's a season ending six to eight month recovery window. But I don't that's know. Not the, that's not even that bad for a fight, honestly. No, because like, go longer with when they're not injured. With right, sometimes he just takes the L here. It's just unfortunate. Everybody wanted to see L's, a good fight. He, was, he had the tough fight against Gaethje. He lost the fight uh, by decision, and then he had the, the fight in like this. So, two respectable losses for him, at least. Yeah, I would but, say so. Moving out, Gamrot called Charles Oliveira out. Now, Oliveira yeah. has to fight Islam for the title, so I only see one way that working out. Is which, if, Islam, if his Islam wins and Charles is off of a loss. Correct, because Gaethje's already lined up There's for a no title shot. There's no way Gamrot is... Look, this is he, nothing bad in this fight. You don't get a title fight from this when you're and, in the lightweight division when well, you're and number seven. Even so, Gamrot said he wasn't ready for Islam. So, I mean, added to that... You're saying yeah, on national TV, like, ah, I'm kind of, I'm not ready. So let me Don't, get somebody else. Give yeah. me the loser is all he wants. He just doesn't want to fight Islam. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that fight, I only see that fight happening if Charles loses. But 
Other, Other than, than that, maybe Benil Darush. Maybe Darush. That wouldn't be a bad fight. It's uh, not going to be Poirier. Yeah, I don't think Poirier would take the fight. He just said he wants like big name legends, pretty much. It's either that or he's Our moving title. up. Yeah. Um, Lightweight's so crowded, so hard to contend, and there's there's no such thing as a gatekeeper in the top ten. They're all just murderers, and I say that I think almost weekly, but yeah, you can't say it enough. Yeah, it's true. The co-main event for UFC Vegas 79 was in some ways a two-on-one with Bryce Mitchell and Jesus in his corner fighting Dan Ige. Yeah, a little unfair when you got Jesus on your side. Dude, when you walk out with a holy Bible and scream freedom at the top <laughs> of your lungs. It was honestly like... That is crazy. <laughs> it was like a jaw-dropping... Yeah, I, it was like, what is he doing? I didn't know. I didn't know what to. I was. We've never seen anybody do something like that. I don't think. And we've seen various religions do, you know, their own sense of whatever they felt necessary. I've never seen a dude come out with. Correct me if I'm wrong. With the Quran and do that, or, or, like or the, the Torah, Torah or anything. Like, yeah, I've, I've never seen that. Granted, I've but also it was never. Crazy. I also see holy Bibles in every hotel room in you know the world. So, but the way. Bryce Mitchell won this fight. I might, you might want to start doing that because if you got Jesus on your side, he yeah. came out and he, it was a close fight back and forth. But I'm gonna say, I think he was the obvious winner. I'm gonna say it with that second round doctor stoppage. He let Jesus take the wheel, and he was. Pr I swear he was praying the whole time. Like, listen, let me just fight. Let me fight. Let me fight. Let yeah, me his fight. eye was pretty messed up and is pretty messed up. If you've seen a recent video of him, yeah, it's 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 a look. It's a good clean shot when you just bloody the dude, blacken and bloody the dude's eye on. But if you fight Bryce Mitchell, you know his whole game plan is going to be to dominate you on the ground. And he did fifteen takedown attempts. He scored five of them. That's he, how you want. That's how he won the fight. Correct. He won the fight with a lot of ground control. Like I said. Five out of 15 takedowns, a lot of Jesus, but overall the judges, me and you both saw it the same way. 30-27. nasty is not a good, it does not fit him. No, you're right. 30-27, 29-28, 29-28, but yes, Thug Nasty does not fit. Maybe we should do a poll. Jesus freak. What should Bryce Mitchell's new nickname be after his performance at UFC Vegas 79? I don't know. The Martyr? No. He's not really a martyr. He's more like on the offensive. Crusader is good. Yeah. I like Crusader. We'll throw it up on a poll on Twitter or something. See yeah, if we he can get has a, uh, he's moving up the rankings. I mean, uh, what was he ranked coming into this fight? Like 14? I think it was 14, something like that. So, you know, he might be looking at a top 10 fight coming up next. Yeah, featherweight. Who, who do we have in the top 10 at featherweight? I mean, I don't think he's close to the title shot, so I wouldn't say like uh, Max Holloway, no. Volkanovski. I mean... Brian Ortega hasn't fought in a while. Yeah, that's two a good ground one. guys. It'd be like who's better on the ground. Uh, I'm trying to think. He didn't have there. a call out. All he did was donate money to Dan Ige. And also said that a direct energy weapon started the fire in Maui. Yeah, he's a, he's <laughs> a flat earther. Maybe there's a maybe there's a blog about Bryce Mitchell coming out this week that y'all should see that also thing check if out. He was like, can I? Uh, you, he was talking to Michael Bisbing. He's like, can I use this moment to pray? And he he mentioned in his prayer the direct energy weapon in oh the octagon. And Bisming was just like, nope, <laughs> just can't took do the mic. it. <laughs> Got to pull it, son. Yeah. So Bryce Mitchell moving up. Danny Gay. You never know what's happening with him. He could come back. He could make another run. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Like, I don't think he's in title contention, but a lot of guys like he's a tough fight for anybody. Gatekeeper, I guess. Next fight, we're gonna cover Marina Rodriguez, Michelle Watterson Gomez. Maybe the most lopsided fight of the night. 
Rodriguez just like literally from the start right away just dominated this fight. Beat her up. I think it was a 10-8 first round. Yeah, you know, it was literally like first like 15 seconds. It was it was brutal. I thought I thought we were gonna see a first round stoppage. It was very close. Michelle Watterson was beat up. It was. She escaped. She got a takedown early in the round. She was, she was, uh, look, admittedly. She's a fighter. She fights back. She's not just going to give up. She was aggressive, right. She was aggressive. She fought back. She tried. But Marina Rodriguez went into this rematch with a purpose. Way different from the first fight. Oh, dude, it was way more brutal. Yeah, it was just like Rodriguez was like, she doesn't, she's not on my level. Right. And just decided that and proved it. She she single-handedly decided that their careers are going in two different directions. Two very different directions. So, it was a very brutal fight. 10-8 first round. Second round coming in. Dr. Stoppage. They checked. Watterson Gomez said, look, I can fight. You're not going to be the one to stop it. Rodriguez is going to be the one to stop it. And Rodriguez stopped it. Yeah. Shortly thereafter, uh, finishing the fight by TKO, it was only Watterson's Gomez's second TKO in her career, but we were talking previous to this fight. You said it was her fourth loss in a row? Fourth straight loss, and she's lost six out of seven. Her only win in that was the first fight against Rodriguez. Uh, you know what I think? Female Ferguson? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a lot, but she was never at the, I don't think she was ever at the height yeah. Tony was at. But It's hard for a woman fighter, though. It's, a different, it's to, a different kind of hard. You know, that's tough uh, when, I don't know. I would like to not see her fight again. No disrespect to her. As being more of a fan of her. Yeah, I'd, day, I'd like to see her con- like, like commentate. She doesn't need to go out there and just get dominated like that. Nobody wants to see that. Right, exactly. I'm a fan of her, so I don't want to see her get beat in a, in a dominant fashion. I agree. It was a, a great performance for Rodriguez. Obviously, I think she deserves a you know tougher matched opponent you know, in her next fight. I honestly... Couldn't even think of who that would be next. The the women's divisions are that straw weight. It's it might be Grosso Shevchenko again. It it will be that first. You only need to be the division's not deep right now, so like you only need to be like on a two or three fight win streak to legit right. get a title and consideration. That's but that's the problem is you have Grosso Shevchenko. They have to finish a trilogy, but then you already Lynch already have a. In, uh, well, I guess Buena Silva, she kind of fucked herself with the drug test. Yeah, she's she, but she'll only be out for six months, so that the 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 field might clear and then by the, the time she chick, comes back. Uh, Poirot, Manon Poirot, she's right up there. So, so those, had, and I don't think Rodriguez is ready for that level yet. No, so Rose, she needs a, she needs a top Rose ten opponent. Rose fought at one twenty five for her last fight against Poirot. It was her first fight at it. Right. So, so she could stay there. You never know because it was a close fight. Yeah, but I don't think any of those girls are. I think Rodriguez probably needs one more win before she gets to that level. Big pecking order for the title shot, especially with no clear, you know, winner in the last bout we saw yeah, a couple yeah, weeks four, ago. Yeah, four uh, women that like legit can be like, "Hey, I just beat the I shit out a, of somebody." I need a title shot. Like, I deserve a title shot, I'm which is a, a good place to be. Yeah, a hungry, but a I think hungry after like, field. After like six or seven, the talent level kind of drops off in that division. It does. It does. So I'm excited. The women's division is heating up. Or honestly, I guess we could say it's already on fire because if we'd have had a decision last last couple weeks with the Grasso fight, we'd already already have, have two the extra lineup fights because you know right. who's getting title shot and then who fights to get the fight. next title yeah, shot. Right. Exactly. So good looking out for the women's division. I'm excited to see him go forward. All right. So the next fight, Brian Pooh Bear battle, 
AJ Fletcher, Fletcher, a Louisiana guy, so I think we both came into the fight rooting for him. And he had a good first round. I would say he had the, the not solid, but it was a slight advantage, 10-9 probably him. Could have gone 10-9 either way. Back and forth, both guys kicking, both guys punching. But second round, battle, forced the mistake, got him to the ground, and then from there, got the choke. Yeah, battle, uh, losing the first round, wasn't really an issue for battle. He his coach gave him a game plan evidently on the uh in his minute break and he came out, used it very effectively, poured on some damage. I mean, if you're Fletcher with a 10-inch reach disadvantage, shortest arms in the division, he it, has to get on the inside. And Battle's like a tall lanky dude. Right. So it it was a kind of a, a clash of fate as it was. You know, with somebody who can grapple like Battle Getting some damage in on Fletcher, he forced the shoot. And then, of course, from there, forced a mistake, getting the rear naked choke, getting Fletcher to tap. Battle moves to 5-1 and one in the UFC, so he's definitely a guy. I mean, he's approaching that contender status, I think, rank status. Or at yeah, least the rank fight. Fletcher, 1-3 now in the UFC. I mean, he's had close fights, but it seems like, you know, that's a tough way to start. I hope they give him another chance in the UFC, but... You know, I'm not sure where he goes from here. No, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, it's tough when you go one and three, you know, in, in anything, I guess, unless you're in baseball. That's pretty damn solid. One, four, three. Yeah, one, four, three, even one in three. One wins, three losses isn't, isn't very solid. So, I don't know. There's, there's a lot going on. In welterweight, though, you know, top ten, we have – Vicente Luque already challenged up with Ian Gary move, uh, for the future. Well, I'd say Brian Battle probably, like, he fights, who's, like, 13? 14, 15 would be a Neil Magny. He's available to fight. Michael Chiesa just lost, so. Both those guys just lost, so I, I wouldn't mind him fighting either one. Either one, or you could go up to a 13 Kevin Holland who just lost. As he said, I just fucked that up, so. You that know, would he may, be a He may, may want to come out, get some domination, and it's not to say that, you know, Brian Battle's going to lose, but it would be a tough fight for, for both guys. It would be a tough fight, but it would be definitely a fight worth taking for Brian Battle. Even a Sean Brady having to draw out from that staff would, earlier like in the fight. year. I but like I think Sean fight. Brady did just get booked. I'll have to confirm. Opening up the main card, we saw Ricardo Ramos fight with his crazy style. UFC game character style, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely like a video game. How you fight in video games. How I fight specifically, anyway. Uh, taking on Charles Air Jordan. He really took it on like Michael Jordan this time. He, he surprised he me. I picked him, but he still surprised me. He dunked on Ramos, like you just said. Forcing Ramos to shoot a takedown early. From there, he saw a clear opportunity to just lock in that a very deep rear naked choke. He cut off all the angles, did the right things, and Ramos lost in the first round. Ramos looked like a guy. He had his last fight before this was June 2022. Yeah, taking so a long time a year, off. He kind of looked like it seemed like Jordan had the advantage there. Uh You said you said a term I hadn't heard before a few a few weeks ago. What was it? Uh cage rust, what was it? R ring rust with the ring rusting. Uh cage rust i guess you would you could say in uh mma oxagon oxidation something like that just when you're <laughs> out of the octagon and you're not fighting for a while like in a real fight i like it it's hard to remember you know get back in the flow of like okay this is what a, a real fight's like when everybody's 
going 100 percent right yeah this wasn't a spar obviously uh this was ramos's first submission loss since 2016 which i think points more to that fact like yeah that time off that didn't help in yeah. this case you need to stay active in the ufc to, to stay number one on top of your game but number two you need to stay on top of you know yeah, the like viewers what's coming up too the viewers. But know. Jordan, this was a big win for him. Six, five, and one now in the UFC, so he officially more wins than losses, Woo. which it's always go. a good sign. It's never a bad sign. Yeah. I like that he's had the opportunity to kind of redeem himself. All those losses were He's still only 27 losses. years old, too. Right. Um, I don't think he has a top five opponent coming up. Your number 15 in that division is Lerone Murphy. Yeah, definitely not top five. I don't think, yeah, ranked. And number 14 said. is Alex Caceres. I still think he's a couple wins. Six, five, and one, that's not great. You got to get a, he's got to get like two or three wins in a row before he, uh, he gets a ranked opponent, I believe. I agree. I hope to see him on Charles Jordan. I'm calling it now. We're going to see him on one of the December fight nights. I could see that. All right. So the last fight we're going to cover uh, from UFC Vegas 79, Dan Argetta, Miles Johns. It ended with a Miles Johns. Was it unanimous or a split decision? It was unanimous. A unanimous decision. I just don't agree with the exact score. I agree he won. I just don't think it was so, like, what so was spread. How the judges have it? 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. I think he won 29-28. Yeah, I would lean more 29-28, but I could see a way you could judge all three rounds for him. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm, I'm not even arguing the win. I just I think it was kind of shafty with, with how progressive and how aggressive Argetta was being the entire fight. Yeah, because John's took a few hits yeah he, he got taken down he had you know he got not submitted but he was Argetta submission attempted, attempt right Argetta attempted a few submissions and some of them you know they were landing but I agree Johns did more damage he Argetta wore more damage which is significant when you don't have the exact stats that all the viewers and the fans have so I have to I, I side with the judges either way I just I agree one point difference is yeah. So is John's my five and two in the UFC now, one four out of five. So he's on a little roll now, fourteen and two now. Uh, so a nice win for him. Argetta, he came in to the UFC eight no, and four UFC fights he only has one win. So he's nine wins, two losses, one no contest. I mean, either way you put it, he had a no contest, and that's still not a good win percentage for him. He's, no. He's got to win more, and he, he expected more out of himself coming in undefeated. You're absolutely right. And look, if if nothing else, he is his nickname. Dan Argetta the determined. is determined. So I do want to see him fight again. I don't know if he needs a better camp or, you know. He might just had an off night. It might just been one of those nights. Correct. So I'd like to see him fight again. But Miles John, obviously on the up and up, has a great record in the UFC. I'm excited to see maybe another, you know, December card fighter. All right, so this week on the top five segment, we return to themes. Last week it was another UFC Vegas card uh, in the Apex. So we really didn't have a theme for it. We just went with worst people. And this, this week, we don't even have fights, but somehow we have a theme. Somehow we have a theme because we're leaning more heavily into football this week since there's no fights. And considering we live in the South and where we live, uh, LSU territory, we thought it would be a good idea. Top five SEC things. So that's Southeastern Conference. 
All right. It's a wide variety uh, top five. It could go any direction, as I think we're about to find out. But again, this week, the second week in a row, we're going to do the draft. I think I like that better. What do you think? I do, too. I like not having the same things. It's always more it's more of a competition. Right. And then we're going to like poll it on social media. I think we actually tied last week. I had a miss, uh, poorly timed post, but I'll fix that this week. And then we'll get it on Twitter um, for anybody to see it there. We'll put it in a couple different places. Yeah, so this week, you get the first pick. I got the first pick last year and took Hitler. Or last last week, year? Last week. Oof. And took Hitler as the worst person. What's your top number one pick, one, one, top five SEC thing? My number one SEC thing has got to be LSU. God damn it. I like LSU. You put me on to LSU at, uh, I'll say, a fateful time. Uh, the only season... Or the season, I should say, I, I saw LSU the most was 2019, Joe Burrow. Literally changed my life that season. That was crazy. I watched a few games with you. It was, I mean, it was it was history. That, that and team. His, like, and then they've all had, all the key players have had pretty good success in the NFL. Too, yeah, I'm a, like, I'm a fan of all of them in the yeah. NFL. It's, it's great. So my number one overall is the LSU Tigers. I mean, I can't dog you because literally that's, my favorite sport, if I had to pick one sports team and one sport to follow, it would be football. It would be LSU football. So I can't can't even argue with that 1-1. I think that's a very good 1-1 pick. And, look, I know they haven't won, you know, as many titles as Alabama or, you know, they're, they're not always that dominant, but they are an hour from here, you know. But they are. And I mean, we usually, see a huge fan base. They're, the they're a national years, competitor. At least top 10, probably top five program. Right. And even though I haven't followed them, it's still a top five Three SEC titles since thing. 2000. That's pretty good. Three national I like titles. it. Number one, baby. Yeah, I'm going to defend LSU all day, so I really can't be mad at you for that 1-1. One, one. But does that help me win is the question. I don't know because I got a pretty good 1-1 one, one too. All right, what you got? Top five most SEC thing. I put the national championship. In football, they've won 13 out of the last 17 as a conference, the national championship. They win baseball national championships. They win women's basketball national championships. Since the year 2000, the SEC in the top four sports, baseball, basketball, women's basketball, football, those are the four biggest sports in college athletics. I actually think I looked that up. SEC has won the most. You're right. To 30, like 40, 31. 43 the, total across like uh, like certain sports. Yeah, but in those four sports, 31 compared to the Big Ten, which is the next biggest spender in those 20 years since 23 years since then, 2000, they've won two. Nuts. Oh, uh, very dominant. So currently, they've won four straight, 13 out of the last 17 football championships. That's four in a row as well. Four straight. They've won four straight NCAA baseball championships as a program, and they've won two straight women's basketball. So we're going to say the, the NCAA national championship? The national championship. That's the first thing you think when you think SEC, I believe. Uh, I think no matter the sport, okay, so you I'm think a, championship. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to scratch one of my things off. But just to let you know what I'm, I put – it was kind of on my list. It was NCAA football goats. The S, like they, as a whole, the SEC is the goat. I get it. I get it. All right. So I'm going to scratch that and take that as, as what you took as your number one. Whew. All right. So I get another pick. Yep. We're doing a, a snake. It's always a snake. 
So my number two, I thought pretty hard about this one, and I think this one sums up the SEC well, and I, I'm going to put tailgating. Damn it, that's on my list too. I think tailgating, No, LSU has great tailgating. I've been to several SEC stadiums. They've all had great tailgating. It's part of the culture. It's part of the game day experience. If you say, like, I'm going to an LSU game, it's you know pretty you're much implied be there early. you're being there from 10 a.m. at the latest till the game ends, like at 10 p.m. And I will say it's an all day event. I will, I, you know, I'll, and that's almost at as every SEC uh, school, all 14 right now, about to be 16 next year. I'll back that up in a in a different notion. Even imagine when you're not going to the game and you're near an SEC school, you can't be on the road. Yeah, like there's the traffic, traffic is, is so bad. I mean, if we're anywhere near Baton Rouge, we're going the long way because it's four hours quicker in most cases. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you drink, you get good food, you banter, anticipation all day. It's one of the best experiences, and I think it's synonymous with the SEC. So that's my num- that's my second pick. So so far, I have national championship one. And- and tailgating too. And tailgating. I like it. I like it. So my number two, I think I'm going to go with another team here. Oh, you're going teams. Okay. I think I'm going to go with another team. Um, kind of similar in the fashion of in the last 25 years, they've been pretty dominant forces. If it's who I think you are, it's literally since the beginning of college football. Well, I don't it's not follow. Just the last twenty years. Well, then I'll, let's redact and say they've always been a great program. Alabama is a fantastic football program, and they embody the SEC. If you say SEC, yeah. they are a name that just pops into your head. You think? Uh, I believe Alabama, Georgia, and then LSU. Those right. Are the those are always in the in the mix. Auburn, Florida. Right. I Tennessee. take Alabama because. They, I mean, they're the most successful. And in my in my recent memory, I don't watch college football that often. I'm getting into it, I promise. But in my history, all I can remember is that Alabama has been good. And they have been in the past, since we've been alive, pretty much. They had a few years down, and then Nick Saban got there, and look at him now. That's all she wrote. So that's my number two, Alabama. So number one, LSU. Number two, sticking with another team, going with Alabama. Which Crimson Tide, right? Yeah, Crimson okay, I Tide. So. Ooh. Oh, I didn't, I've been nervous to say that this whole time. All right. So snaking it to number three. My number three SEC thing is the Securities and Exchange Commissions. <laughs> it shares the... No, I hate that SEC. Yeah. They're super... They have... All right, all You're right, in charge fine. of money. I'll change the term of my third to insider know. trading. <laughs> fair? That's fair. I do I, like me some insider trading. I'll allow it. SEC being uh, the how I got there, if you yeah. will. It's a subcategory. We get it. You have a pretty bad list so far, to be honest with you. We'll see what the polls say. We'll see what the polls say. So insider trading is cool. Um, we've talked about it maybe before, but I know we've talked about it in person. It's fueling the politicians' bank accounts across America. Uh, they seem to get all the know-how before we do, and then once we get the know-how, the stock flips in the other direction. So uh, insider trading is great if you're at the top. So top three SEC thing, insider trading. What you got for number three? Yeah, see, I took it. 
I took this top five as literal as possible, so I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing. We'll but see. I like your SEC pick. The Security Exchange Commission. Yeah, the range of what it is. It exists, right? I appreciate it. My number three is going to be rivalry games, top five SEC things. SEC has some of the best rivalries. Alabama-Auburn, LSU-Alabama, uh, Ole Miss-Mississippi State, Georgia-Auburn, Georgia-Florida, Tennessee-Florida. Like, you can keep going on. Some of the best, most historic rivalry games. And when you think SEC, I think those matchups, especially football, but they go deep into baseball, basketball as well. Uh you I like rivalries. Those rivalry games. That, that was definitely on my list. It honestly, the reason I didn't pick it as my number three, I well, two reasons. I thought it was going to drop to four, and I was going to take it there. But I was super nervous about having to name the, the rivalries. Yeah, I knew I kind of had that one on you. So, I I didn't do enough research to have them at least written down. I could have used the time to Google it, but I didn't want to stumble across anything. So my right. bad on that one. You're good. So my number four. As we go to the snake, my number four snake is the athletic talent. SEC number four thing is athletic talent. When you think, especially football, but it goes baseball, they get number one first round picks. Basketball, they do the same thing. Okay, so you're you're talking uh, recruiting. When you think, is that is that how you want to label it? Because just we, you talent. don't have a talent. Athletic okay. talent. The athletic talent in the SEC is. Bar none, definitely the most depth out of any conference. Uh, as I said, any sport you can look at, and they have elite athletes. They have guys that are going probably first overall, if not first, definitely most of them top. Uh, like most of the top five is usually from SEC schools. Yeah, In I like any that. draft, major sports. Athletic talent. See, I was thinking you were going to go something along the lines of like. Not draft, like NFL talent, but... Well, it's the same thing. I but think. I was saying, like, recruiting from high school, like... Yeah, they get that too, but... I they just get think so pure, many more five-star recruits than any other schools. I just think pure athletic talent. I like that. So it's my turn for my fourth, right? And then you'll then I go fifth, and you'll finish it up with your last pick, right? Correct. Cool. So... So three picks total left. My fourth pick... I've been toying with this one a lot. Kind of goes back. It's it's when you you become a fan of somebody. It's when you know somebody changes things for you. Um, watching that 2019 season really really changed. Get, be, made me a fan of somebody. I've done everything I could to draft him in every fantasy football lineup I could. Are you taking Joe Burrow? You I've bastard. never gotten him. It's Joe Burrow. Number four. So you pick my favorite player and team of all time. Well, it's your fault for not picking him. This is a draft, sir. You had the team. You picked first overall. You ruined the mojo. I believe you had four other opportunities to pick Joey Burr. So I'm taking the Bengals superstar, Joe Burrow, future Hall of Famer, future 17-time Super Bowl winner, Joe the Burr Burrow. I mean, I can't... I hate on you for the pick, but I can't hate on the actual substance of the pick. And also like him in the NFL. They need to figure it out in the first two weeks of every season, apparently, but... I mean, he, he produces. You know, he's, he's made it far, way further than people thought they were going to be as early as he made it with them. So, props to them. 
Sure. Uh, what you got for number five? The fans. Fans the, is a good one. The fans for the F- SEC. I had crowds. That's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, the fans for the SEC, you know, they back their team through thick and thin, regardless of what you see on social media, calling for Brian Kelly's head. You know, they don't mean it. They only, they only want it that night. But Monday morning, they love that coach again. They love Saban again. No matter the loss, no matter the win, they back their team. Loyal. They're always in the gear, at the tailgates, at the games. Fans are the driving force of all things. That's why fans are on the top five SEC things for me. As a fan myself, can't disagree with you. There you go. What do you have for number five to finish it up? So my number five, I think, is going to take the cake. It could have gone 1-1. Dang, so you waited? Just I to... didn't mean to, but I see it on the list, and I think it could have gone 1-1. My number five, when you think SEC, you think these prestigious old Southern colleges, I think there's one thing every guy thinks of, and that's the women of the SEC. The best-looking girls, bar none, they're known for it. Southern Bells, they have a specific name. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I'm going to go the women. I think a lot just, of people can agree on that Just one. women, right? Women. Women. I mean... Could have gone one one if you if you you could make the case. I can't argue that I like women. And the SEC has women. Exactly. Well, damn. Checkmate. I wouldn't say checkmate, but you got me in a corner. You're fighting. You're fighting for your life right now. Fighting for my life. Trying to breathe. So there's our top five. The second time we've done a draft. We're gonna post this one on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook with polls or ways to comment below otherwise just comment below who you think won uh it'll be christian versus alex we'll figure out something as time goes on like a punishment or you know how to figure out what happens to the loser but that's our top five for this week all right in absence of the ufc this weekend we're going to introduce a new segment, and it's not really a new segment. It's just more expanded of what we've talked about before. We're going to go a full football segment where we preview both some college games and some pro games. We'll probably do a, a smaller version of this when we actually have UFC cards, maybe do like one or two games each. Today, we're going to do a little more expanded, game, expanded version of our football segment. So we're going to have five games, both college, both NFL, and we're going to kick off with college. Uh, how we pick these fights... Fights, I'm sorry. I already missed the UFC. You know what's crazy? I wrote the the brackets the same way I wrote the... Uh, or, like, the same way I typically write a UFC fight. So, I, I almost have it, like, in this corner you have Utah, Utes. Exactly. In so quotes, we'll, just, like, just like I would do a fighter. So, how we picked the games is we picked the, all the ranked matchups, ranked versus ranked matchups. So, there were four of those this weekend. And then we also picked... Uh, you know, just an honor. We're fans, both uh, Coach Prime. We're going to cover the uh, USC Colorado game as well, which is eight versus non ranked Colorado. So the first game we're going to start with is a game that's actually going to be Friday night. So it's the first game that's going to be played. It's number 10 Utah, number 19 Oregon State, a Pac 12 matchup, the last year of the Pac 12 as we know it. Uh, this should be a good one. Utah has won the last two Pac 12 championships, by the way. So this. This confused me a good bit coming in because 
I was I always like to know my fighters' weight class, which is smart. You you know, I know what pounds they're fighting at and their weight class, so I can keep track of where they're at in the division, everything like that. When I started searching the conferences of who these teams were in, oh, they're all major shift in the next like year or two, dude. That. That blew my mind. So I was like, oh, is this Pac-12? Is this Big Ten? So this is Pac-12. For now. For now, Utah's moving to the Big 12. So in my little research here. Oregon State got kind of let. They got fucked with Washington State. They they were the two. Everybody else in the conference went on to bigger conferences and kind of left them alone. And, like, they don't have – they have to rebuild their conference now pretty much with – Smaller it's not schools. Be the, yeah. It's not going to be the same level. It'll be similar to the Sun Belt. A little above that, but yeah, more right. or less. Okay. So I got the Utah Utes, uh, 4-0. and The heavyweight – no, I'm kidding. 4-0, uh, and they've beaten UCLA this, this year, Weber State, Baylor, and Florida. Yeah, they opened the season with the win against Florida. They haven't had their starting quarterback all year yet. I also read that he could be coming back this week. He could be, and he's been the starter for the past two years when they won the Pac-12 championship, so he's like a game changer. And so their the, offense has been struggling. So the Beavers are favorited, uh, minus 165 currently. Yeah, I think – I think a lot of that has to do with it being in uh, at Oregon State. Right. I think with the top quarterback option, if Cam Rising comes back, I think it livens up the passing game. They've already had a pretty strong run game. They, Once again, this is all on my research. They've had better success on the ground than they have through the air without Cam Rising so far. Exactly. They've had so trouble throwing the ball. If they can switch that up with Cam Rising, I know even though he might have a little rust behind him, I think regardless if Cam Rising plays, I think Utah is an experienced team that has a lot of talent and knows how to win games. Oregon State, I like them. They're coming off their first loss against Washington State last weekend. It ended up being 38-35, but they were down by, like I think, like 21 points at one point in the game. So Washington State kind of let the gas off the pedal. So yeah, they, I don't think they played as well as that score suggests. So we'll see how they bounce back. I think Utah is just the more experienced team, despite it being on the road, despite – that they might not have their quarterback again. I think they find a way to win a close, ugly game. It's minus three uh, Oregon State. I would definitely go Utah plus three in this because I think they're going to win outright. I mean, honestly, lock the bets in as early as you can on this one. They have them as a plus 140 line for Utah. I pick Utah in this game, and I'm seriously thinking about placing the bet on it. Yeah, that's a, that's, that wouldn't be a bad decision, I don't believe. A dumb decision. All right, so the next game we're going to move on to, uh, this is it goes back to your top five a little bit and how it was your pick, and I said it was my favorite team. Right. The LSU Tigers, ranked 13, coming in 3-1, and 2-0 and in the SEC, taking on Ole Miss Rebels, number 20, coming off their first loss. They lost to Alabama last weekend, so they're 0-1 in the SEC. Uh, this is a big game for both teams. I think LSU has had problems uh, covering the pass. Ole Miss is a good team that can pass the ball. That's the best thing they do. LSU's offense is great this year. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Right. Looking through everything, I saw that LSU leads uh, Ole Miss here in every important category, but they also lead in yards allowed, so not very good on that one. Uh, But that kind of shows what you said. They've had trouble against the pass. They've had trouble allowing people to score on them. I think LSU's going to come out and win here. They have a slight favorite money line of minus 130. The – the game is at Ole Miss, too, so in uh, Oxford. Right. 3-1 and one for LSU. They've beaten Arkansas, Mississippi State, Grambling State. They lost to Florida State. Ole Miss, also 3-1. and one. 
They beat Georgia Tech, Tulane, and Mercer. Lost to Alabama. Yeah, coming off the loss last week. I mean, honestly, when you lose to Alabama, in in no means is that a credit. I will say they were up fourteen three at halftime. Final score, no four or ten three or something. Final right. score was twenty four ten. But two weeks ago, Alabama was also down to Alabama State ten to three at halftime. I so, don't think that's true, but yeah, because there was a rain delay. South Florida. South Florida, not uh, Alabama State. Sorry, big difference. About that. Big difference. Um, so anyway, I think LSU is going to come out here when they lead in all categories. It's LSU favored by two and a half. Current over under 66 and a half. I have to agree it's going to be a high scoring matchup. But I have to add, if anything, I prefer that if I Google SEC, the division is stable. You don't have the Pac-12 just being blown up. Well, they're adding two teams next year. Right, but it's not. Oklahoma, they're Texas. just absorbing, right? They're absorb. They're not losing anybody. Else. Right. It's it's not just blowing up a whole division. Like when I'm searching for Conference. everything, that sh- that should have been in my top five. Is they are a stable, long term. Yeah, most of the schools have been there since the creation in like the twenties. Right. They, there's no need to change. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I'm not. I'll never pick against LSU. I think it's as I said, a high scoring game. I think it's gonna be like 45-38, like that high scoring. That's that's over 66 and a half. Yeah. And I think LSU gets the win. So next, what do we have? We have uh, USC, USC versus the Buffaloes. UFC, U- UFC. You're U- missing oh, it man, hard, I'm brother. So much. I'm so sorry. All right. Well, let me do this. USC. One so we have the number eight ranked USC Trojans taking Southern on California. The non-ranked Colorado Buffaloes coming off of. Uh, Molly Wop of a yeah, loss Molly to Wop. Oregon. That's the nicest way you could put it. Yeah. Oregon well, look, just totally dominated them. Coach Prime took the loss in stride. He did. He finds a way to flip everything on its head. It's crazy how he just absorbs hate. It's that old thing of like, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say to me bounces off of me and sticks yeah, to you. Yeah, he's good at that. He just got it on, like hooked. You're not going to catch him slacking. Buffalo got stomped. The Buffaloes. The Buffaloes. Sorry. I missed the Bills Colorado. already. The Buffaloes got stomped, and I, honestly, it was—it's a win for them this whole season. They had Vegas, one one win last season, so it's an up and up season. For Vegas them thinks this game is going to be similar to that Oregon game. Yeah, yeah Trojans Oregon have a was, line of minus two thousand money line. Uh, Oregon was twenty-one point favorites against Colorado, like going into the game. USC twenty-one and a half point favorites against Colorado. And I would argue Boulder. that this is the Buffaloes' toughest competition yet. Oregon's pretty damn good. I think the Trojans are better. Now, granted, I am tanking in my dynasty uh, fantasy league to get Caleb Williams, so that's... I have a hot take. I think Caleb Williams is severely overrated. Well, I hope you're wrong. Just throwing that out there. All right. But, yeah, USC, Colorado, I still think... How do you think this is going to end? I think it's going to be probably not as dominant, but I think USC is going to... They prove... Oregon proved just the... uh, Colorado just doesn't have the depth right now. They don't have the offensive line. They don't have the defensive line. They have uh, some playmakers. And but if one you don't injured ha- playmaker. If you don't have the guys in the middle, the big guys that can push like on the line, get some surge, you're going to struggle. They can't protect Shadur Sanders. Uh, I think USC, I'm thinking like a score like 35-10. Oof. Yeah, it's going to be a 35-17 maybe. Okay. Now, I will say... I'm pulling for Colorado, though. I've seen the Trojans give up some points to some less-than-perfect teams this season. Yeah, but I think 
the thing is, what Oregon proved is Colorado has so much attention, which is good for them. Right. But it, everybody's going to come in being like, they're going to be on their A game. Right. Everybody has to come in prepared because if that's the thing with the Buffaloes, they can catch you slipping. Yeah. And if they do, well, they may win the game. Exactly. So I still pick USC here. I think Caleb Williams is going to look to capitalize on the not crippled, but the definitely hurt offense of Coach Dion, Coach Sanders, Prime Sanders. Optimus Prime, Prime, whatever you want to call him, Prime Energy Drink, however yeah, you I'm say t- it. I'm taking USC as Me well. Me as well. Unfortunately. I, I hope Colorado wins. I hope I'm wrong about that. That would be one. crazy if Colorado won. I would, I would be I would. I mean, I'm going to put probably half a unit on there. Probably not a bad decision. So the next, uh, we're going to move back to a ranked versus ranked opponent. We have number 24, Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas finally good at football after only being good at basketball for so long. Taking on the number three, are they back, Texas Longhorns. A Big 12 matchup, a bit early season, big time Big 12 matchup with both teams looking like they could make a run at the title if things go well for them. This is an interesting game. At Texas, uh, Texas 17-point favorites, was, which is kind of shocking to me. You think it's shocking? I think... I mean, look, this is a, almost an outside looking in because I don't know anything about either one of these teams until I Googled them today. But when you tell me a, a ranked three versus a ranked 24 is going to win by 17 and a half, I believe it. Yeah, but the rankings this early in the season, we don't know how good these teams are. Well, I'm telling you it's an outside looking in perspective. <laughs> I don't know. So what I have is I think it's going to be a tough matchup for Jalen Daniels. That's, you know, that's LSU. Jalen, not Jaden. Jalen right. is the Jayhawks quarterback. You're right. I know because I looked it up. Oh no! All right, so Jalen Daniels uh, is with the Jayhawks. He's the 24th ranked team, the quarterback of the team. They've scored. Texas has scored less points per game so far, while the Jayhawks have had a better run game, kind of better controlling with the the run. Texas so played far. better teams though. I don't think that's going to be enough. I think Texas wins. I think it's minus 900 for a reason because those upsets don't happen happen often. They happen in college football, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be close to 17. Oh, Texas also beat Alabama. So, yeah, but in my opinion, if you beat Alabama, you are Alabama is not the same. Nope. See, I was like looking in again. If you're out, if you beat Alabama, you are God. I think Texas barely wins this one, though. Oh, so you agree with me? No. Let me hear it. I don't. Say it again. I'm taking Kansas uh, plus 17. <laughs> As your pick? No, that's that's how I'm phrasing this. Fair. All right. I think it's going to be a close game. Kansas could sneak it out, but Texas ultimately gets the win. All right. In our last ranked matchup for college football, we have the number 11 Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Coming off a loss against literally ho- last Ohio second, State. Literally last second. Yeah, that was crazy, right? Touchdown going in. They only had 10 guys on the field, too. Now, is Marvin Harrison Jr. coming back? He plays for Ohio State, right? Yeah. Is he coming back this week? I forgot to look at him specifically. I don't know. It's probably too early in the week right now. Yeah. If he doesn't come back, I'd have to argue that they're going to be seriously dampened. Yeah, he but tends he plays to for explode. Ohio. We're not looking at Ohio State. We're looking at Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame. I, damn it. The you other got team. Me. You got me back. Sam Hartman, quarterback, coming off the loss. Right. Uh, First loss as a Notre Dame starter. Yeah. So they beat Central Michigan, NC State. Is that North Carolina State? It's North Carolina State. Sick. Tennessee State and Navy. Not, in my opinion, a huge, like, 
repertoire of schools I've heard of be NC good State's, in the past? NC State's not a bad win. Okay. Navy, so the, discipline. The Blue Devils, they beat Connecticut, Northeastern. They beat Clemson to start the year. They dominated Clemson. They beat Lafayette, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Lafayette College. All right. And Clemson, which Clemson's good. The other three, you know, whatever, for me at least. Uh, this is a pretty pretty interesting one. They are in the ACC, correct? Or is this another division that's blowing Duke up? Duke is in the ACC. Notre Dame is independent. But they have a deal with the ACC where they play five ACC teams a year about, but they're not officially in the ACC. Dude, what is college football? Notre Dame is the only one that's like that. Okay. They so want to be independent so they can control. They can, you know. I think they're, that Notre Dame is going to bounce back here against after their loss. I think they're going to be better. They have a better offensive line. I think their better quarterback is going to be the key to the victory here. I just don't think Duke is going to be able to hang with them. I think Notre Dame is going to move five, to 5-1 five and one on the season. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, but I, I think I have to agree with you. I think Notre Dame, they proved, Ohio State's one of the best teams in the country probably. I think Notre Dame proved like they're right there with them. They lost literally last second. Uh, so I think they're a good team. Duke, they haven't been good. They've been good the past few couple of years after not being good in like forever in football. But I think this is just going to show, uh, kind of as you said, a, a talent gap between the teams. Duke's a good team, but Notre Dame I think is a top 10 team probably at the end of the day. Uh, so I'm taking Notre Dame. And now running directly in, because we're not fighting anymore, or at least we're not fighting this week. Running directly into our NFL uh, preview, if you will. First, uh, I wanted to say fight, damn it. First matchup, first football you. game we're going to take a look at. First is, NFL game. We just covered college. Yeah, there you go. We're going to talk about Dolphins at the Bills. I think this is the best. The game I'm most excited for. You got weekend. Bills at home. Bills favored by three. They've blown out the past two teams they've played. Their last two wins have been pretty dominant wins. Kind of rocky start for Josh Allen. Though. They had a bad first game, but the last two wins have been nice for him. And then they're taking on the, the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Dude, it's right crazy. They scored 70 points. Literally, the NFL record is 72. They could have easily got a field goal or even maybe another touchdown. They took two out after three quarters, which never happens in the NFL. Both running backs scored four touchdowns last week. Uh, a chain had over 200 yards. Yeah, Mostert, he had over 200 yards. I think he had two receiving and two rushing touchdowns. Mostert had, I think, two receiving and two rushing touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had a game. It's crazy and they didn't have what Jaylen they're doing. Waddle. Yeah. I mean, they're, Tua right now is looking good. He's finally, if he can stay healthy, he's looking like. And he's left handed, so that's apparent. Like, that's just even better that he's proving him wrong because I'm left handed. He's uh, finally living up to what a lot of people thought he could be. So over under 53 and a half. What do you think's happening on that? That's the, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I mean, 70 to 20, that's 90 points. Yeah, but you it think is they're the going to cut that in it would half? would be surprising if you did. Would you have like 17 to 14 final yeah. score just and that would I don't think anybody could be surprised, but I would take the over if if I had to choose between the two. Look, and you um, have you have the always I say always consistent. He hasn't been as consistent so far this season. Uh, Josh Allen, he's thrown four interceptions, only five touchdowns. But he always gets it done on the ground when he makes, you know, when he can't get it done there. He hasn't run as much. Maybe the coach needs to let him, you know, open it up a little bit. 
But Stephon Diggs has shown up as usual. Gabe Davis is showing up great. Got a couple tight ends. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, the home field advantage is really going to kind of be the uh, deciding factor. I think it's going to be a very close game. I mean, that two-and-a-half spread I think is perfect. Who do you have for your pick here? My pick is going to be the Buffalo Bills. The Bills? Honestly, I'm going to I'm gonna differ. I think I go with the Dolphins. I mean, I could see it either way, but I, li- I like that we differ on that one. So for the second game, jumping directly into it, which one do you want to talk about next? So the next game, I believe we're talking about your favorite team next. Hoof. This has been hard to talk about for a few years, man. Definitely never talked about it on a microphone. So The Dallas Cowboys? No, the Indianapolis Colts. Oh. That, the Dallas Cowboys are your favorite team. The Indianapolis Colts, I picked them because my dad's a Cowboys fan. Shout out to him for making the uh, mic stands and the uh, headphone stand. Preach. Um, grew up a Cowboys fan. Didn't want to be that. Chose the Colts. Watched Peyton Manning. Watched him win a Super Bowl. Watched him go to the Broncos, and then it turned to shit from there for quite a few years. What are you talking about? He had the best season literally ever in I'm the talking, Broncos uniform. I'm talking after Peyton Manning left for the Colts. Turned oh, the to Colts. shit oh, for quite a few years. I was years. thinking of Peyton. I went on a Peyton Manning tangent. Everybody does, I know. You're uh, right. Andrew Luck, you know, he was kind of poised to just be the best thing we ever had. And then he just kept getting hurt and hurt and hurt. And then we got retiree after retiree after retiree. We, we got General uh, Andrew Luck. You saw that? Yeah, that was pretty cool. The Confederate soldier or whatever it was, or the Union soldier. Yeah. Yeah, Union. I like <laughs> I like the Colts in this matchup. He definitely could not get away with dressing as a Confederate <laughs> soldier. Well, I mean, if he was in Canada, he could, right? Uh, Canada only likes Nazis, apparently. Apparently. So the Colts are playing the Rams at home. The Rams are at home this week. Uh, Colts are favored by one, and that just kind of screams to me that the Rams are as bad as I think they are. Uh, Matt Stafford, I don't know what happened to the team that won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. They just completely fell off. The game's actually in Indy, by the way. Oh, it is? So I got that one wrong? You got that part wrong. But I I think that's why the the Colts are the favorite. That would make sense. A slight uh, favorite. I think it's kind of a pick 'em game, honestly. Dude, I even put home game for the Colts right next to that. Yeah. Should have read further. Damn. Over under forty six and a half. I think this is going to be a low scoring game. Is He's it going to be Gardner Minshew starting? That's still verdict out. He's uh, Anthony Richardson still in the concussion protocol. If he gets in, he's dynamic and he could put some points up. Jonathan Taylor still not running. We got a whole bunch of backups. Do you think Jonathan Taylor ever plays for the Colts again? I think he probably plays in the second half of the season for the Colts, actually. I think he might try to force a trade. If he does, the Colts aren't going to get anything near a first round for him. No, especially not in the middle. Not in a running back market like this, anyway. But yeah, I see this being a game. As I said, I think it's a pick 'em game. I think it's an uh, indie team with a new coach. They're playing hard. They're actually playing pretty well, 2 and 1 right now. Yeah. Taking but- on a disappointing Rams team. I think the veteranness. Of, like, Matt Stafford, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, uh, I agree with that. And Sean McVay. They're going to be able to give the Colts a run for their money, but I think the Colts, the young, hungry team, is going to figure it out in this game. I actually have the Colts winning. I think the Colts are going to win as well. I think if Minshew plays, a second week in a row for him is going to just kind of make him, you know, feel a little bit better with the offense. But if Richardson he, he comes back... No, he never plays bad when he gets an opportunity. He's the thing had is, some games where he's played bad. Well... I meant at the beginning. At the yeah, beginning, he always starts off kind of on starts, fire. He gets yeah. three, two or three wins, 
And then it's kind of like, oh, I played the Chiefs. Oh, I'm on the Eagles, but we're not good this year. You know, there, there's been a few things where he, he's just shown that he's a perennial backup quarterback. If we get Anthony Richardson back, I hope we get him back at 100%. I hope he doesn't try to come back too early because we can stand to have a loss right here if we have to. Yeah, your division is not very good right now. Right, we're the only Jaguars team with a winning underperforming, record. Underperforming. Texans, they don't look bad. They don't look great. I don't think they're going to be uh, – no, they're just young. Right. So I think the Colts are going to win here. I agree with you. They're my favorite team, but, you know, I got to ride with them. All right, so the next game we're going to look at, we went from your favorite team to probably both of our favorite players, our player, one singular guy. It's the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow taking on the Tennessee Titans – Bengals finally got their first win. They still didn't do it pretty uh, yesterday for Monday Night Football against the Rams that we just talked about. But they figured out a way. Him and Jamar Chase kind of got on the same page in this game, which is a good sign. Dude, what's uh, going on with T. Higgins? I don't know. He had like two or three costly, costly drops. Are they called the? Are they, is it still called the yips in football? That's more of a baseball thing, but I think it applies to football as well. Man, like... It, Joe Burrow walked into this season thinking we had... I know it's early, but we walked in thinking we had three... Almost guaranteed thousand yard receivers. Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd's not playing bad, right? But wait, like once again, where's T. Higgins? He's ca- he he's catching not catching balls that are hitting him in the hands. Yeah, he had a few key drops uh, for first downs yesterday. But I got the Titans at home. Something you can uh, check me, I guess. <laughs> no, uh, it is in Tennessee. Bengals, but Cup. the Bengals a two and a half point favorite in right. in Tennessee with an over under forty one and a half. I think. This is the click factor of Joe Burrow. I think that leg injury from preseason uh, training camp or whatever it was, I think that affected him more than they want to let you know. I think he hasn't been playing at 100%. I think he's getting closer. I think he's going to start connecting with his guys better. I think that chemistry is going to be back since he's been at back at practice. You know, not playing in preseason, not practicing during preseason. He's practicing the first three weeks of the season. We're lucky he got the win last week. All field goals, you know, just yesterday. They scored a touchdown. Yeah, but, I mean, they're not playing that well, man. Like, But they had success in this game. They just had to finish the drives. Like, Right. There was definitely things you can build on. I think we see a Bengals victory here. I think they're going to start clicking well, and I think we're going to hit an over. I, honestly, I think we're going to get over 41.5. I think we're going to probably see two or three more. Two or three plus passing touchdowns. I got a Bengals from win, and I think it's going to be like a 24-20 game. Bengals. Uh, I think they get it done though. Two, they'll move to two and two after the zero and two start. Hopefully, get things on track. As you said, hopefully Joe Burrow and his receivers start finding their groove consistently. Right. Jumping directly in from the favorite person <laughs> to the fa- other favorite team. Right. We're going to go Saints versus the Bucks. Saints versus Tampa Bay. Yeah. I think this is a – honestly, this game could go any direction possible. I, I think the Bucks, after a great start to the season – I have one thing to say I about the Bucks. I think Thursday night – or no, Monday night. They played yesterday. Yeah. I think that kind of was like – it was a game where Baker Mayfield didn't have a great game. And it was like, oh, yeah, we forgot about this part of the game. I think wholeheartedly – And that might have killed their confidence. That Baker's coming out and Baker going to Baker. You think the Bucks are going to win this game? No. I'm not talking. Dude, listen. Baker Mayfield Oh, you mean that in a bad way. Yeah, Baker Mayfield ain't on his ninth or whatever NFL team because he's good. It's not as nice. It's like his second or third. Whatever. 
He ain't running around to all these different teams because he's a, a solid starting quarterback. He's been proven to be not that dude. Yeah, I agree. And I think they know that too. And hope, But the Saints, on the other hand, Derek Carr might not play. Even if he does, he hasn't. What been... was the injury? Was it a shoulder? Yeah, it was something with the, his shoulder. Called it. That sucks. Uh, might not play. Even if he does, he hasn't been great. No, but then James is Winston, Winston better? No, Even James with Winston. LASIK? Jameis Winston is not better. On the bright side, they do have Alvin Kamara returning. So, And Taysom Hill's still there. Taysom Hill's still there. You got Jimmy Graham caught a touchdown last week. Jimmy Graham, they're starting. I mean, they got playmakers, and they have a good defense. Michael Thomas decided to come back because he thought he had a quarterback. But now he still has to play with Jameis Winston. <laughs> but I think the Saints figure out a way to Savage get Savage move by Jameis. I'm always going to pick the Saints, and I agree with you. I think Baker, uh, he kind of showed a sign of what's to come against the— uh, I know they played the Eagles— but it was a Baker's going to Baker game. Yeah, that, that, that listen, if, if you're not the solid starter. He let a white safety read him and pick him off. Right. Like, <laughs> on come a on. wide open throw. Like, like, I was wide open. Like, come on. You were so late on it. So, I think Baker's going to Baker. That's the, the tweet I'm tweeting this week. Baker going to Baker for a Saints W. Lastly, what's the last game we're talking about? The last game is probably the game that's going to be – it's Sunday night football. People are going to watch this not even for the game in this in this game. They're going to watch it for the blowout? No, they're going to watch it for the, the who's watching the game in the stadium. This oh. is in New York City, who's Kansas there? City Chiefs, New York I think York this is going to be the highest female It's going to be a game. And, you know, it's a, the game just like the Bear game where they're probably going to come in. I know the Jets have a good defense. But yeah, they're they probably going to – I think the Chiefs win by, like, at least 10 points. The, the line is things. minus 9.5. So. They're going to do some things, and it's gonna be, they're going to have success. There's going to be a lot of females, women. I hate when people say female. There's going to be a lot of women. They that are, are female, watching. though. They are female. Well, some of them. Some won't, some won't, won't be female. And honestly, there's going to be a lot of dudes watching for Travis Kelsey because of him and Taylor Swift. Yeah, like Dave Portnoy. Dave Portnoy will 100%. He'll be watching either way, but this is like a double double interest for him. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a game, again, where the Chiefs kind of – they seem to have gotten on a roll. They're going to kind of uh, – I think they continue their role. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think the do Jets it, are going to be the one to upset them and here. And do it like a, in a um, show showman's way where they do some – you know, there's some exciting plays by the Chiefs. Right. I think the Bengals could come out regular season and beat them, something like that, but not the Jets. Not the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Right. This is just the normal Jets. Yeah, this is the Jets with Zach Wilson, which is... Not the Jets we wanted. Yeah, I think everybody's still disappointed in that. Oh, well. So that's all our picks for the NFL. Don't fade them because they're all right. We're both going 5-0 and here, even though we have a difference. Doesn't matter. That game will end in a tie, and that's considered a push. So let's go. All right, so now let's, uh, let's go over what we're betting this weekend. We're both coming off a tough, uh, a tough week last week, to say the Man, least. Man, as soon as you said that, I looked up and I saw the board. Look, let's just—I know we don't want to do it. Let's just burn through it real quick. Christian, I'm just saying the record. I went 0 and 5. I went, you one, went and 1 and 4. We didn't do great on picks. Three, three and three. Yeah. Admittedly, there was an injury in there, so we could have gone four and two each. But, but it wasn't nice. If you faded us, you won a good bit of money. Yeah, and that's all. And as Forrest Gump uh, says, and that's all I got to say about that. Right. This week's bets with no UFC gives us a chance to 
kind of sniff the coffee, if you will, kind of cleanse the palate. Some five football bets. Five football bets. We're not going to lose. We're not going on a losing record again. This is our time to make a stand. What's your first bet of the week, Christian? So you want to do our, our two our college bets first? Let's talk about all the college, and then we'll kind of not break, but we'll give you like a line. So I college got, so I got first. I two college. Uh, I have two as well. So two college then. My first one is going to be Malik Neighbors, the LSU receiver, anytime touchdown. Okay. The odds haven't come out yet, but he has caught, I think in four games, he has five touchdowns, so over a touchdown a game Chew. on average. I like it. He's been hot lately. Uh, and that's... Even it if... It seems like he's getting better as the season goes on. He's projected a first-round pick next year. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, as we said when we talked about the game. Right. I think Malik Neighbors' anytime touchdown is... Dude, is look, there. even if the odds aren't out, out yet, all the time... Even if it's a favorite, it's at the most like 135. Yeah, it's not going to be crazy. Right. So that's my first college bet. What's your first college bet? I got Utah Moneyline. They're, uh, they're the Utes. They're underdogs, technically. They're like plus 140s here. I, that's my pick. So I plan on locking this one pretty early because of that. I don't want too much money going on this thing to, to switch them to a favorite. But I'm locking in the Utah Utes money line at plus 140 as early as I can because I think that offense is going to trump the Beavers. Yeah, I, they're my pick, so uh, I took them as a straight-up pick, so I like that. Uh, my second college bet, I'm taking the Notre Dame Fighting Irish with the points, minus uh, five-and-a-half against Duke. They're at Duke. Uh, I think Notre Dame, as we said when we talked about it, just has more talent, and I think it went probably by a touchdown, 10 points. Fair enough. My last college bet, I took LSU money line. They're slight favorites here. I know we said that we're not taking like our favorite teams, but that's a benefit of me not watching a whole lot of college. Yeah, I, that's only a rule for me. I, I don't care if you do it or not. Right. So, but like I will, I typically won't bet on the Colts. So that's that's one of my things. I also try to follow it, but because I'm looking at a just odds game here, I think we're gonna get an LSU money line victory. I think they're going to beat the Ole Miss Rebels. Like I said before, they lead in all the important categories. I think they're just going to key things up on offense, kind of you know mesh better than they've meshed before, if you will. Yes, that's not not a bad uh, bet. I think they're going to win. So, so NFL. I'm assuming you have three NFL. Three NFL, and the first one I'm going with is the Bengals money line minus one thirty-five. Uh, Man, they got to start said, clicking. I think they're going to go into Tennessee, get the win. Enough said. And Tennessee, dude, I don't know. They're like, a team that can hang with anybody, but they can also get They're not very anybody. good. But they're also not very bad. Right. It's weird because, like, you got D-Hop over there now, but you have a weird quarterback situation. Yes. Weird running running back situation with Derrick Henry where he's, like, getting older, but he's still good. I, you, don't, you never know what's going to happen with them. I agree. I like Bengals winning. I think T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. And Jamar Chase need to really, you know, lock in at practice this week, figure out a way to get, you know, T. Higgins off the yips, get Joe Mixon the ball, and we'll get some positive yards on offense. I agree. They're my pick, so I back you. My first NFL pick is Vikings covering three and a half. So I think they're Against gonna the win. Bears. I think the they're gonna win. The two worst teams in the NFL. Uh, the Panthers, not the Bears. They're playing the Panthers. Oh, you're right. Yeah. The Bears are playing. But they're, uh, they're also 0-3. The I'm sorry. Bears playing the Broncos. Right. So they're also 0-3. Both teams 0-3. I think this is where Justin Jefferson goes absolutely off this game. 
I think the Panthers are a sitting duck for a big L against what we know Andy is Dalton just a— came in and played pretty well. Right, but it's, it's kind of like the same thing I said about Baker Mayfield. You know what you got when you have Andy Dalton. You know the limits. That's why he's been on the teams he's been on but, I mean, in backup he's, positions. He's had—he uh, was a solid starter for like eight years. Yeah, I don't care. I think the Vikings are going to shred them, winning yeah, by I more than four points. I just don't think—I don't like the Vikings, so— I, Respect your pick. I don't think I they would, also just picked up another running back to. Uh, they still have the team they have. A- Alexander they Madison, got... as well as who they just pick up. What was his name? I'll, f- I'll remember it after we finish broadcasting. I'm sure. What's yeah. your next uh, NFL pick? My next NFL pick: uh, Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. I don't think I need to explain that one. It is what it is. He scores. I think it's like in 12 straight games or something. So no, look, I, I 100% see what you're doing, and I respect every second of it. After the week we had last week, we just need some wins. Uh, Cam Akers is who the Vikings just picked up. So that could be a helpful helpful addition to the running back department. I don't think he's a difference maker. Um, so, yeah, we definitely need some wins. So, you know, a heavy favorite, Christian McCaffrey, I, I agree. I think he's going to, you know, get that money line touchdown. I picked Dolphins-Bills over. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. They have it at like 53-and-a-half. I like the idea of a high-scoring game, but for some reason, something's telling me it's not. It's Every time a... I see a matchup like this, you know the game I think of? That ridiculous Saints game where he had, like, just touchdown back and forth. You know, it was, like, the whole game. Yeah. Well, I, I can't remember who they played. Was it the Giants? Uh, 49ers one time. And they just, just yeah. 48 to 47, like, final scores. Just That's all I can think about when I see high-level teams like this is matchups like that. Honestly, I think they're going to win. I think I think the Dolphins are going to win. I think they got the over. See, I, I would I think the this possibility under hit. So I would I wouldn't touch that bet, but it, you know, fade me if you bet. hate me. My last NFL bet, I'm betting against the team. This is going to uh give you some ammunition. Uh-oh. I'm taking uh Cowboys money line minus uh 285. Got to go tell my dad against the uh the New England Patriots at home. Yeah. This, the line's seven right now. I don't think they probably cover seven just because it's the Cowboys versus the Patriots. Yeah, and you but never know what Bill can, can cook up. In, for in one game at least. But I think the Cowboys figure out a way to get it done. Minus 285. I got the Steelers beating the Texans. Money line as my fifth bet. Fifth and final. Um, I think C.J. Stroud, like we talked about earlier, I think he's, they're not a bad team. I think they're just young. They got a surprise touchdown last week, a long touchdown last week out of Damian Pierce, which, you know, outside of that, they probably wouldn't have won that game, but they they did. So I think the Steelers beat them this week. Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, George Pickens, I think they take the dub. All right, so that kind of wraps up our bets for the, uh, for the week. I think now we're going to move on to – Q&A with an N. Is that correct, Alex? That sounds right to me. What you got for some uh, some news? So some news. I have the first thing uh, since the last time we recorded, there's been a handful of great fights announced. Patty Pimblett, Tony Ferguson, Ian Gary, Vicente Luque, Davison Figueredo, Rob Font, Alex Potom Pereira, Yuri Prohachkov, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Shavkat Romanoff, I mean, and there's even rumor Peter Yan versus Song Yedong. Song and these are all Yedong. from here to the end of the year, pretty much November, December. I mean, those are all fights 
that I think any fight fan would tune in just to watch that fight. All right. Yeah, so look, question based on your first one. You got Patty Pimblett versus who again? Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. So Tony Ferguson's 0-6. He's, in my opinion, like one foot in the grave at this point. I don't even understand why he's still fighting. It's a winnable fight for him, though. But it is. He's fighting Patty Pimblett. We don't know how Patty's going to come out and fight. My question to you, sir, are you ready to fulfill your promise, even though Patty's the one who backed off of the fatty, an 8,000-calorie meal for his next fight? Yeah, I mean, I think— Not a meal, a day. 8,000-calorie day. I think we could easily get that. All right. So that's that question about your news. What's your next fight? Ian Gary, Vicente Luque. Man, who do you think is going to win that? I think Ian Gary is going to just piece Luque up. I think Ian Gary is that dude. I think he's better than Luke, but he's not like championship dude. Okay. And then I have Davison Figueredo, Rob Font. Is he gonna? gonna is Davison Figueredo? He's moving up to one thirty-five. Yeah, but is he gonna waste the next four years of Rob Font's life? No, I think that the is a one and done quadrilogy. That's a word. Quadrilogy sounds good. If I'd that, watch that Star Wars movie. If that's done, I think that's done, and that's out of his life. Okay. And then we have probably the fight I'm most excited for, Potom versus Yuri Prohachkov. This is going to be this all one, war. This is a fight of cultures. If this fight was set 600 years ago, these fighters would look no different. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I'm so excited for that fight. I have no questions for you with that. And then Wonderboy, Shavkat, Romanoff. That's going to be a killer fight. I know. I, I, like watching, I like watching Wonderboy fight, and I've been and itching Shavkat's for it since his last fight was canceled. And he's just been kind of sitting around. He feels he's getting paid double for this fight, too. Well, yeah, because he didn't get paid for the... Yeah, the, but Dana said fuck him, pretty much. Yeah. Like in the press conference. But, but those got are it the back fights in the end. So those are awesome fights. Do you have any bit of news? Um, we need to stop having injuries in the NFL. Another ACL tear, Mike Williams. Um, he'll be out for the rest of the season. Nick Chubb out for the rest of the season. But Aaron Rodgers wants to come back for the playoffs, assuming the Jets couldn't make it. Yeah, but that would also be like the one of the fastest Achilles recoveries ever, and he's 39, so he can right. say that. But You can say what you want before you have surgery. He you had surgery. Oh, yeah, but you're on recovery. Um, and then Nick Chubb didn't tear anything but his MCL. I know it's still bad. It's a five-month recovery. But the way it looked on film, it looked near career-ending. Yeah, that's that's very good news for him. So he, I mean, he, yeah, he won't play again this season, but he could be ready for next season. So props to him. We got a lot of college uh, football, you know, coming up. I'd like to just say with news that um, Deion Handel's loss with, I guess, great poise. He's, we said it before, but he just flips it back around on you. So it's it's pretty cool. Even that when you win, you kind of lose. So yeah, props to Deion for that. He can he can. He's rubber. And then lastly, uh, the only little bit of news I got, or the last bit of news I got, everybody's talking about it. You got Taylor Swift leaving Arrowhead with Travis Kelsey. Rumors kind of confirmed. They're dating. They're at least hanging out. I don't know if I'm more excited for the relationship or for the next album after they break up to hear the songs about what Travis is really like. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it's everywhere. Everywhere. If you open, like, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. If this is just the publicity uh, stunt, bravo to Travis Kelsey. What, do you, what would, your, what would your, uh, your, like, celebrity nickname for them be? 
You know how they have like Brangelina or whatever. Brangelina. That's hard to off the uh, off the top. You gotta tweet it when you think about it. Then Kelsey Swift. I don't know. I don't know. Swifty Kelsey, something, something right there. Something in there. It it exists. But yeah, and I have one other bit of news. Israel Adesanya got charged with DUI, and the date of the DUI is literally like less than three weeks before the Sean Strickland fight. So this dude was drinking in camp. I don't, yeah, that's exactly. I don't even know what to say about that because I like Izzy. Yeah, I like Izzy, but. But that, he looked like he was drinking in camp the way he was, he performed. Yeah, slow as me out there, I guess. Yeah, so that kind of wraps up the news. Uh, Q&A in and in. Or you have some Q&As. No, the, the, I threw the Q&A in the beginning just because we went kind of long this week throwing at you our first football episode or first half football episode. Um, so, yeah, that pretty much covers everything I had to talk about. Sweet. So I think that kind of wraps up the episode. Uh, what's, what's the fight card next week? Do we have a fight card or we have another week of no fight card? Next week. Is next week October 7th? Next fight card is October 7th. So whatever. Let's see. Yes. Next weekend will be October 7th. Sweet. So that fight card is going to be UFC Vegas 80 Dawson Green. And then Dawson we'll, Bobby Green. Yeah, Grant Dawson Bobby Green. Then we'll review our NFL. NFL man, I wanted to say UFC again. I, I like how I'm used to saying it, though. That's kind of cool. Uh, then we'll, like I said, review our NFL college football picks. Thanks for listening.